Okay, so we're talking about Chidduch, about different Midas. What's the right way to train our children in the good Midah? And at the same time, what's the right way to avoid creating a temptation for a child to go the route of the negative Midah? So, let's start with the, the, the Midas of MS. Chavit Chaim talks about this a lot in the Sefer Tami. But just to give you examples of the rules that the Chavetz Chaim says, let's start with the Gemara. The Gemara says that a person should always be careful to fulfill a commitment to the child. Why? Because if not, then it's Lamdu Lashonim Daber Shekhe. And even if a, a person thinks that there's justification or there's a good reason why, you know, when he promised a child but the child didn't behave, he doesn't deserve it anymore, or circumstances change, whatever it is. But Lemaisa, if the child doesn't see it like that, so the Gemara says, he's going to think that you would basically that you can make a commitment to not keep it. And therefore, if a person promises something to a child, he must always give it, because unless it's clear to the child that it's not a gather of sheker, of, it's not a gather of sheker of that he's not being honest with what he said, so it's better to, it's better to maintain the standard that you teach somebody that you keep your word. If a person commits to something and he promises something, he does it. Whereas, even if, like I said, the adult has reason why he thinks I don't have to do it anymore, or the circumstances have changed, whatever it's going to be, that's not a reason to to risk losing the the value of middle service. That's the first point. That's the again. Talk about. No, no, something else. No, 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 no. We're talking specifically about MS. There's all other things in a minute. The first point is talking about MS, and that is what a person says they're going to do. So there's an expectation they're going to keep their word. Um, that's the first point. Let's give some examples of that. And that is, and this is uh, often a, an akuda which is important, very often a parent offers something as a, on condition. If you do this, then I'm going to give you a, a, a reward. Uh, if, you, if you don't do that, then I'll give you a treat, whatever it's going to be. Now, if the child's old enough to understand the condition, and they understand also if they were able to keep the condition or not, so then, okay, so then that was the terms of the agreement. But if the child, you see that they understood what they were meant to be getting, and they either think that they kept the condition, at least the way they see it, or they don't understand that, uh, that, that what they did was enough to uh, involve them not deserving what you gave them, then they're going to think you were dishonest to them. You're going to think that the, you promised them that you didn't give it to them. And that's why in cases like that, that's what the Gemara means, that it's, a person should never let down, so to speak, a child's trust, because it's bad in teaching them that they're allowed to lie. So that's the first point, which means if a person wants to make a commitment uh, to a child, even something which is like, in the parent's mind, is like a vague commitment, like maybe we'll do it later. If the child understood that we'll do it later, so then that's a commitment. Uh, therefore, it has to be clear. If the, if the answer is yes, yes. If the answer is no, no. If the answer depends on something else. But whatever it is, if the, the ikkun the kodi we want is not who's right. The ikkun the kodi we want is the impression it's going to leave on the children. And if that's going to be something which they think that I was lied to, if they think I was lied to, so then it's going to affect their uh, their midas ms They're going to do it. Okay, today. It's okay today. That's the first point. The second point, which is brought down already by the the Farshim, Long time, an extra area where it's important for for parents not to train their children to lie. That's an interesting point. And that is, normally, 
the Ben Yehner asks in Shari Tshuva, there are different reasons why people lie. One of the primary reasons why people lie is because they want to gain something by lying or they want to avoid something unpleasant by lying. They want to deny something because they think they're going to avoid a difficult situation or avoid a punishment like that. Well, this is something which, uh, like I said, the Akhani bring down. But it's something I think most parents, myself included, the parents are guilty of. And that is, the Etsem, very often parents condition their children to lie. You see something's broken, you see something's missing, you see something happens, you say, who did that? And it's quite clear, whoever did it is going to get punished. You've been training them to deny it. Because if, they'll make the same cheshpin that anybody's going to make. And that is it's stupid for me to own up. Because if I say it was me, I'm going to get punished. And if that's the case, I'm better off saying it wasn't me. Because even if it's not true, at least I don't see myself getting punished right away. So Be'etzim, by, by threatening punishment for whatever it's ha- happened, whoever I found that did that, I'm going to punish them. So then you Be'etzim training them, or you should give them a very good motivation to not to tell the truth. And that is the same motivation which applies to everybody. And that is, I'm, I don't want to get punished. So we made I'm much better off denying it and hopefully avoiding punishment than admitting it and getting punished. Now, that's a natural reaction, obviously. But something will happen, something broke, or something went wrong, and very much know who did it. And you can see that they uh, worked out about it, they're, they're mad about it, they're going to punish, whatever it is. So then you have to think a second. And that is, so what's the right way to work that you, you're not going to, uh, you, know, you want to impose some kind of a Seder in the house, but at the same time, it's not going to train children to, to deny the MS. They think they're going to gain by that. So the two The one is, if, uh, this is sometimes harder for parents to want to implement, but it works. And that is, that you have a rule that if someone says the truth, you can't punish them. It's just like we say in Bastion, that a person can't be Nanash in his own edus. So the person comes to Bastion and says, I'm not who did it. So even if he's a reliable person, Bastion can't punish you. You can't, you can't indict somebody, you can't punish somebody based on their own word. Uh, as I'll say, and not a mess about Russia. So it's a, it's a good parenting advice also, which means if someone's going to admit to doing something wrong, so then I can't man, I can't punish you for it because if you're telling me the truth and you're admitting to it, so then you're doing the right thing. I can't punish you for doing the right thing. Now, like I said, it's hard for parents to do that because it works the other way around. Then, and that is uh, the kid thing's great. And I can do it. I can get off because I'll be the first one to to come and admit it. So that's it has to be used with the, the certain amount of. Uh, when, 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 when you're going to do that but the lot more the obvious aid says and that is don't make it a question if you're going to make it a question say, who did that and then you want people to either admit it or deny it you're sitting there to deny it if you really want to do it do your own investigation be the police force do your own investigation and when you find out who did it you don't have to confront somebody and ask them did you or didn't you if I know what happened I found out what happened so then I know so then I not putting someone in the, in the sign of wanting to lie to protect themselves because of, I'm not asking them the question and asking them to admit it or not. I already know what happened. So ask your other siblings if they have another sibling. No, I don't want to encourage Lashon Hara either. But normally a person, a parent knows the children well enough and they can re- recreate the situation and then they know the enough circumstantial evidence to work it out on their own. If you ask a child in a non-pressurizing way and he told you the truth, so was it you who did X? And non uh, uh, but so you've gained nothing because if you're going to now punish ah you did X ah, I'm going to punish you so the next time he's not going to tell you the truth so you're not gaining anything by that and that's why I said if you're going to ask then there has to be a rule I can't punish you for being honest I can't punish you for being honest maybe the other way around maybe I can punish you for being dishonest but uh, but uh, if someone's going to be honest so then they have immunity now I might not want to extend that immunity that's, like I said that's a parent's call and they decide they want to use that option or not uh, but uh, if, if someone is going to be honest, just like in the basin, 
we can't punish somebody for whatever they did. It doesn't make a difference. We can't punish somebody on that admission. So it's something you should apply in the house. And again, it's not because even if they did something bad, but that's not the point. You're losing more than you gain. You're losing more than you gain because if a, if a child comes out of any situation with the, the takeaway lesson I got from that was it wasn't good to be honest. You lost everything. And therefore, it has to be a basic thing. And that is, you don't punish someone for being honest. That's what I said. If you, if, you, if you don't know and you want an answer, so then if someone's going to tell you the truth, you can't punish him. If you're going to say, did you do it or didn't you do it? And he said, yes, I did. So now I can't punish him because you, all he's going to gain from that is I lost from telling the truth. And like we said, even a basin can't punish on that. If I really want to know who did it and I want to punish the person because I think it's the right thing to do, don't ask the question. Find out yourself. Let's do If Reuven hit Ro- Ro- Shimon, and you ask, if you ask Reuven, did Shimon hit you, you'll say yes. Shimon might tell you, yes, I hit him, but X, Y, and Z. So by not asking him... No, once I know what happened, so I can ask, why did you hit him? And I can, I don't, I'm not asking if you did, because I know you did. I'm just asking why. So now I can, we can discuss, is you, did you have sufficient uh, justification or not? Which probably not, but that's not the point. Uh, right? The, uh, one of the best lines in parenting I heard with that was uh, two kids were fighting, and the one came to cry at the mother and said... Uh, his name, Shimon's eye just kicked my knee. <laughs> okay, so that's the justification for that kind of thing is a different point. But then the question is, don't ask the question and expect somebody to tell the truth if you're going to punish them. You can't do that. If, if, if you want someone to tell the truth, then the truth is a value. And you can't punish somebody for telling the truth. If why, I, why can't you make, if you admit, you'll get a less punishment? No, because if I don't admit, I'll get no punishment. You won't know it was me. No, because I'll find it out. So, so, so then find it out. Then find it out. You don't want to be telling the MS to be connected to any punishment. That's what I said. If you, if you want to find out, find out. If you, don't, if you, if you have to allow to ask somebody, then there has to be an escape clause. If a person tells the truth, I'm not going to punish. Now, like I said, parents often make that mistake because when they are upset, like, who did this? And then they're going to go and like, interrogate everybody. You be at them setting people up to lie. No different than adults would be. No different than adults would be. If you're scared of a punishment and you know the other person doesn't have facts and they're relying on you to tell them the truth or not, so most adults would also be tempted to lie because why would I, why would I want to get myself punished? So that's, that, that's a, a, a second example of the importance of training children to MS is don't force them to tell the truth to punish them for what they told you. That's a, it's, it just teaches them it doesn't, it's a, so to speak, not worthwhile telling the truth. The other way around. Either, if, you, if you're going to ask, then there has to be an understanding that if you tell the truth, I'm not going to punish you. Or the other way around. I don't ask. I find out yourself. And then it's not, you're not putting someone in the sign of lying to you. That's the one part. Now, the other way around, and that is, so if I, let's say I find somebody lying, should I punish them more for lying? In other words, how do I react to, to the child who doesn't tell the truth? So this is what someone of Yaakov Kamenetsky was to say, and that is, he said, one of the few things that you have to punish a child for is lying. In other words, no, 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 we've said the one side, and that is, you can't make a person lose for telling the truth, and they'll feel negative about telling the truth. On the other hand, you can't make a person gain by lying. It's the same thing, just the other way around. Which means if a person thinks I'm gaining something by, the, by being dishonest, and I'm going to get away with something, I'm going to get a benefit by lying to you, so then they're going to think it's a, it's a worthwhile thing to do. And that's why, regardless of what it was about, you know, Yaakov used to say always, that one of the things a person has to discipline a child for is to show a check it doesn't pay. You're not going to gain by lying. And therefore, if I do catch a child being dishonest to me about something, so then whatever he was going to gain by, by telling the checker, he has to lose more. He has to learn it's not good to lie. And this is a famous rule 
of the Yisrael Salantas, which is called a scale of punishment. Let me explain it because it's not the Shoshana. Yisrael Salantas said like this. This is something which is very straightforward. It's just the way, just look way of thinking things. And that is, let's say we're the we're the Congress, we're the Knesset, we're the government, whoever you want to call us, and we want to make laws. Now, part of a law is the statute of punishment, which means if a person disobeys the law, what's going to happen to them? So, how are you going to decide? So, Michel's land is famous uh, principle. How are you going to decide what's the punishment which is worth giving for a crime? So, the answer is always partial. The punishment has to exceed the crime, which means if you're going to say that for, if a person was caught uh, stealing, let's say, $100, okay, so you're going to fine you 50 so then it's worth stealing. Because I get more by stealing than I have to pay if I get caught. And therefore, it's worth it for me to do the crime because I'll, be, I'll benefit more from the crime than I'll lose by, even, even if I get caught. But if you're going to do it, I can terrorize it. And that is, if you're going to get caught stealing, you're going to pay double. Kefal. So then that's not worth it for me to steal because whatever I steal, I'll pay back double. Which means if you want the punishment to be a deterrent, it has to be more than the, the potential gain. And same the other way around. If you want somebody to do the right thing, so then, what would he gain by doing the wrong thing? You have to make it that the reward is greater than that. And we made it. So then, the, then it's worth it for me to do the right thing because the potential reward is greater than I would gain by doing the wrong thing. That's a deterrence from stealing, but how do you teach them the appreciation for the, for the value of MS? So I'm talking, that's what you're talking about. Wait, we'll both ways. So what did Israel say? And Israel said, if that's the case, if, Hashem, if you want to know the Oynish of Shemaim for an Avera, so it always has to outweigh what the Torah expects you to do. Because if a person would say, it's not it's worth for me to live there and I'll take the punishment, it's okay, you haven't gained anything. The only has to be worse. Okay, so how much does a person have, what's the Torah, what does the Torah expect from a person? I'm just saying, saying that Rabbi Israel's letter. What does the Torah expect from a person? The Torah says, and it's not Lacha, that if it comes to being over a mitzvah loitase, Israel derisa, of a mitzvah loitase, a person has the option of being over a loitase, so what are they meant to do? Not to be over a loitase? So the halacha is, he has to give up kol mamayin, not to have a loitase. If a person would say to you, that if, you, if you're not willing to eat a uh, treif at the company lunch, I'm firing you from your job and you're not going to have a parnasa, lose your job and lose your parnasa, it's too bad. You can't be over a loitase. So that's what the Torah requires from you. And now, one second. And if the person was nechshal, and he ate the treif because he wanted to keep his job, so now the onish has to be worse. The onish has to be worse. Which means, otherwise, Hashem is not threatening you with anything. And if you're saying, listen, if you don't listen to me, you're going to eat the treif to keep your job and to keep your house and to keep your whatever it is position, so you're going to get punished. So the punishment has to be worse than the alternative, which means, however hard it will be for a person to lose all his money and lose his job, or whatever it is, to keep the mitzvah, I'm warning you, this is the Torah, if you don't do that, you're going to get punished even more. That's the balance of Einish, which Rabbi talks about. Now, it's the same thing over here, which means, if a child thinks I'm going to gain something by lying, so there has to be a principle that you're going to lose more. So depending on whatever he thought he was going to gain by being dishonest, it has to be clear. You're never going to gain by lying. That's part of the chen of Amos. You're never going to gain by lying. So whatever you try to get by lying, the punishment has to be you'll lose more than that. So if a person lies and said, this is my candy, I got it from school and he ate it, and it really wasn't theirs, so the problem isn't uh, eating a candy, it's not in the game, but you lied. So what did you gain by lying? The candy, whatever it was. So now the punishment that you lied, you lied for it, you have to, it has to be worse than what you gained by lying. And if the punishment is just like, a, okay, so go to your room for five minutes. So it's worth it for him. You've got a whole bag of candy. You don't have to wait in his room for him. What's the big deal? But if, you, if the punishment is going to be worse than what he gained by lying, then it makes it something which is a deterrent. And therefore, Rabbi Yaakov used to say that the Yisod of Chinucht for MS, as far as the child goes, is that whatever, the, whatever you catch a child being dishonest, 
think, what would he gain by being dishonest? I have to punish you worse than that. Because then you're going to learn, and it's tasting, I'm, I'm giving you a bigger punishment because you'll never gain by being dishonest. Whatever you wanted to gain by being dishonest, whatever you thought you'd get by being dishonest, so you're going to lose more. And it doesn't just apply to stealing, it applies to anything. Parents, children often say that uh, uh, mommy said this, this one said this, this one said I could do this, this one said I could have it, whatever it is, it's not true. So whatever, so what did you try to gain by being dishonest? You're going to lose double. And that way it becomes a deterrent. It becomes a deterrent. The same thing the other way around. If you're going to want to promote people telling the MS, so the same thing, whatever, whatever it was that a person lost out on by being honest, so I'll make it worthwhile for you. It's worth it if you tell the MS because you're going to gain more. So if someone says, no, I can't have it, it's not mine, or I said, sometimes my well, other parents are not allowed, or whatever it was, they're honest, good. So that's the case, I'm going to reward you with more. And that's always in the Kudah. As adults, you work with Oynish and, and Sechar of Shemaim. And that's not something which is immediate, but we're old enough to understand that we can see long-term effect. And we can believe in long-term effect. Whereas uh, by children, it doesn't work like that. So to say to children, ah, oh, you told the MS, one day you'll get a Ramish and I'll above for that. They aren't old enough to see that that's going to affect them. And therefore, we have to make it real for them now. Which means, if we, if we, if we want to show children lying is, doesn't pay to lie. So then you have to show them right now. Whatever you're going to gain by lying, you'll lose more. And uh, what that age way, is this? What age from what age? From Yaakov said, from three, four, five little kids. And they're old enough to understand what. The, now, a child who doesn't know what the MS is, he can't talk to. A little two year old will tell you something, he doesn't know if it's true or not true, he doesn't understand. But a child who's old enough, he knows what's MS and what's okay. he knows what happened and what didn't happen, so I'm going to start training him. Now, yeah? Is it a good diet call him on it, even on a very stupid little thing? Like, let's say, like, like I don't, for some reason, like, the, like my son, like, in the park. If it's done with in- intent to lie because he thinks he's going to gain by lying, if it's just like a ch- child's play and imagining, uh, this, 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 this is my horse, it's not a stick, it's a horse. It's not a lie, that's imagination, it's okay. But if he thinks it's, this isn't calculated, if I tell you I came from home, you let me play with it. So I'm going to lie to you to think I'm going to gain. So that's a good example. So I wouldn't say, no, you have to leave it when you go home. You say, you lied to me, so you have to leave it right now. If you would have told me the truth, I would have let you play with it until you go home. But now because you lied to me, I want to tell you, um, you, you can't play with it even now. And then you're sure that you don't gain by lying. That's a good example. Um, should you explain this concept to your kid before anything comes up? Do you preempt it or wait till it happens? No, and then you can preempt it. You can preempt it and you can tell them. If, you, uh, if, 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 you know, if I find that you're lying to me, not telling me the truth, then you'll, you'll see it never pays to lie. It's a rule in life, you never gain by lying. And no matter ever, every time you lie, you're going to lose more. And if you tell the truth, you'll always gain by telling the truth. That's a life lesson. That's, we've seen two points. Number one, don't lie to your children. That teaches them to lie. Number two, and that is train your children the value that they're going to gain by telling the Amis and that they're never going to gain by lying. And it's a, again, it's a lesson for life because people who think that they can get away by lying to the teacher, lying to the school, and lying to the principal, will think that they can lie in, lie in business and lie to the police and lie to whoever it is, and then they're going to get more and more into trouble for that. Like, what's the problem? So you could get away with it. So that, that's, a, that's the, the Nakuda of the training of Chinuch, which is the training for the value of MS. One last point, and that is, going back to what you said before, very often, very often, Parents are a very bad role model in MS. Parents are a very bad role model in MS, and they, 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 by, so to speak, observation, the children learn from their parents to lie. And if the parents aren't completely honest, so then that's the best role model in the world to lie. 
And even things which parents will justify as being, it's not so bad what I said, because everyone understands what I meant. But for the children, like we said, children take things much more literally. And therefore they see you not telling the truth. So they see that you don't live by your own standard. And the famous one is, and like, and this is an old story, you know, someone calls on the phone and says, can I speak to your father? Tell him I'm not home. So you basically lied. You told him to tell a lie for you because you are home. You can say, I don't want to speak to him or tell him I don't have time. That's one thing. You say, tell him I'm not home. So I'm not home. So you, you so but I can see you home. So you, you trained your child. It's okay to lie. It's okay to lie. And children being there, will tell the person, sorry, he said he's not home. Right? But it's a... The, but the, 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 you bet the, the, what comes out of it is it's not important to tell the truth it's you don't tell the truth so you, you, you've gone against whatever you've wanted to teach by the value of MS if you don't keep the MS yourself or anything else and now this is another point where it's very important <coughs> here where parents have a specific Indian to lie to their children and it never works let's say something happened there was a tragedy there was some terrible story or whatever and children hear something going on so they come to their parents and what happened what happened and uh, now the parents have to answer the question. Very often, parents think that they're doing the children the biggest favor from shielding them from it. Nothing happened, nothing. It's all not true. It's made up. It wasn't a real story. Or it didn't happen. Yeah, it happens on the other side of the world. You know, this happened only in India. Whatever it's going to be, and things like that. Now, you think you're being clever protecting your child. You're being very stupid. Because if the child heard something happen, the child's going to hear more details within children also. It's like, I understand. How come everyone's saying it happened to my parents said it didn't? How come everyone said this is what happened to my parents said it didn't? It's not true. So someone's lying to me. And uh, the, the rave is going to be Mechriya. If all the other kids in the park are saying it, that has, and you're, and so, why I, so why did my father lie to me? Why did he lie to me? And you've just shown that you can get away with Shekhar. Now, how to explain incidents to your child, whether it's tragedies, whether it's crime, whether it's other things which go wrong, it doesn't make a difference, what? It'll be a different issue. We'll talk about that. Uh, how to share information with children but the aleph is you can't lie you can't lie because you, you got, all you're doing by lying is the same thing you, you, you role modeling for your child that it's okay to lie that it's okay to lie and only they'll learn two bad things so number one they'll, they'll learn that as well that it's okay to lie number two and this is a bigger problem they'll lose trust for you because they'll see that when I ask my father to tell me what happened he doesn't tell me the truth the next time I'll ask somebody else I can't trust him to tell me the truth can you, can you bend the truth so if a three year old doesn't want to be deceived because the five-year-old's not going to sleep. And you say, don't worry, the, the five-year-old's going, five going to sleep as well. He's going to sleep in an hour, not So now. that's what I said before. It's not, it's not your chachma. It's what the child thinks. And if the child thinks you lied to me, then, it's, then you've lost the chinuch. If you say, listen, you're three, so you got a bit early. He's five, he goes a bit later. So there's no, there's no mistaking that. But you say, yeah, yeah, there's got to be. He's about to go to bed after you. And then he wakes up half night and he sees that the five-year-old's not in bed. It's like, what, why, why did you lie to me? The fact that we as adults can justify and explain and interpret and give double meanings, that doesn't help. The child doesn't see that, the child thinks you're not. So either be honest, or to the extent that you're not... You can't understand the concept of the five or the three. So that's okay. You can say, listen, you're three, he's five. We understand why that's fair. Fair is a different question. We decided you're going to do it now, he's going to do it later. But you're not being dishonest. I I never said that a person has to have his parents, children agree with everything he does. The parents can make decisions, and even the children don't agree with their decisions. That's not the, you don't have to justify everything to your kids that they're the jury who decides if you're right. The main thing I said is you can't lie to them. Because what they're going to learn from that is that it's okay to lie. It's okay to lie, and that never works. And so, if I don't want to answer, then I can say I don't want to answer. Or you'll understand when you're older. Whatever the case is I want to say. It's worth lying. No, it's not worse. It's not worse, because then that's, that, that, that might be their mess. Okay, fair so enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, to tell them something not true is uh, even if I think that I'm doing them the favor by, by, by not telling them the truth, it's never a favor. It's just reinforcing that my parents' lies, that's okay to know. Well, this isn't such a well-thought-out question, but we have a concept that you sometimes have to tell a lie to preserve the shalom. How does that apply over here uh, with your kids? Uh, yeah, we have to think of the case where we practical. Normally it doesn't apply. Normally it doesn't apply. There is such a concept that's true, that the shalom is more important than the MS, but normally the shalom doesn't apply. Because, uh, no, the question is, I have to... In, in, in the case of shalom, that is... Like the father was with his son and he did something and he saw something. I think I knew that if they knew more than we knew, there would be a bad problem with Sean Bynes. So tell the kid, don't tell mom. Or whatever, we'll lie, we'll change the situation, or things like that. I saw it tons of times. You, you can't do that. You can't tell that that's a good one, but you can't do it. You can't tell the child, listen, I know, I know that let's say the mother doesn't tell that, that you can't. I'll take you for candy, then lie to her, lie to her, tell her you didn't. You're training to be a liar. You can't, by mission. You, for sure you can't do it. Yeah, but if not, I so then you should be the Chacham Meirosh. So then, so then, so then you, either, either you be honest or don't do it. But you can't allow the child to lie for you. That's for sure. Look at that. Now, does, do, you have to, do you have to share information? No, love Dafka. But you can't lie. If someone, this is a very practical, specific situation, if someone comes into your house and say, uh, Do you like my suit? Your kid hops. Your kid knows. Your kid knows you hate the suit. And it looks weird. It's weird. It's not nice, beautiful. So is there a way to tell that, to explain that to the kid? That's different. We'll talk about that. That's not because that's something which the Gemara talks about. Right. Which means, I don't think it's nice, but he thinks it's nice. So according to, you think it's a nice suit, sir? I understand you think it's a nice suit. So you can explain that to your kid. Yeah, that's not... Right. Right. Learn, learn how, to, how to be nice to the people. No, that's not lying, because it's not something which is subjective. So if someone... understand that. No, explain to him. You like chocolate, I like strawberry, he likes vanilla. So if I, if I said, what's your favorite ice cream? And I said chocolate. I'm not lying if you like vanilla. People have different tastes. Yeah, so you think it nice. So I think it's nice. That's not what I would have chosen, but it's also nice. In the case of Raphael, is talking about, can you say something like, let's keep this between you and me or something like that, or is that still too shady? But if my, my mom no, but the question is she's going to ask. Do they know? So I can't say if she asks, don't tell her the truth. Uh, again, like I say, to keep a secret is a different story. It's not lying. But if you're going to get cross-examined, you're going to say, one second, what the, where are those brown marks in your shirt from? Have you been eating ice cream? And you can't say, oh, this is, I'm not telling you. <laughs> no, this is, a, this is a, my secret. Uh, that doesn't work. You can't get them to lie. But if you, it's, 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 that's, uh, we'll talk about secrets later. It's part of a different cheshman. But just we'll talk about that is Shekha. The two points. Not to, not, not to lie to a child, not to role model lying for a child, and not, uh, not to let a child gain something by lying. Those are all necessary building blocks in trying to build the value of MS in children.